Hello, fellow travelers. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. I'm your host, Sam Fain. And this week, I'm here to talk about The Family Treasure, episode 10 of season two of the Quantum Leap Revival. I'm really, really excited about this one for a lot of reasons. Um, some personal, some just as a part of this passion that is uh, our love as, as a collective community and fandom of Quantum Leap. I think The Family Treasure overall is uh, a fantastic episode. It's a lot of fun. It's a wonderful adventure. has an excellent sense of humor about itself. Um, some wonderful moments for our series regulars. Some great moments for our guest stars. Um, and I just think some important moments, frankly, as loaded uh, a term as that might be for network television, primetime network television. Um, and I had the great fortune of speaking with Shakina once again um, about her episode. Uh, of course, she's the writer, um, and it was such a joy. And so I hope that you'll check that interview out if you haven't already. Um, she was just amazing, of course, and getting to talk to her about the genesis of this episode, um, you know, her inspirations for certain uh, scenes or themes, uh, just the overall plot arc, uh, the, um, the way that the episode fits into season two uh, on the whole. Uh, at least as, as much as we can talk about it thus far, um, was just wonderful. And, and of course, being able to talk about some of the issues that were raised, the history of the episode, um, you know, the affirmation that, you know, trans people are not new. We have always been here. And the opportunity to explore that from the perspective of 70 years ago, when a vocabulary that we have today did not exist, and to see the way that that was handled so gracefully, so wonderfully, so emotionally, so touching. Um, and and, and it's just a thrill. So much about this episode was just such a thrill. Um, so so I'm looking forward to talking more about it. Uh, before I do that, uh, I did want to mention a couple of other things. Um, first of all, shout out to the folks over at the Quantum Leap Project. Um, they have been doing some awesome stuff, including the director's commentary, which, of course, is something that, uh, you know, I think both shows had talked about doing uh, separately uh, uh, you know, over the past year. I know that I mentioned it, I think, probably about almost exactly a year ago, wanting to do that and hoping to have the opportunity during hiatus to do that. Unfortunately, there were strikes, so it never really came about to do that for season one. And, you know, when it comes to my time and, and my resources, uh, I just don't have the bandwidth to to do that right now uh, for the most part. Um, so I'm glad to see them doing it. They've also done one for the Family Treasure with Shakina and Jude Wang, uh, the director of the episode. Um, so I haven't had a chance to check that out. Um, I, I've heard a little bit from Albie about it, which is exciting. So you certainly have to check that out. Um, they released a new banner recently. Uh, about being, you know, we are the bonus features. And uh, I'd like to say that, that I think that applies also to Fate's Wide Wheel. I know Matt, um, whom I love and miss dearly, uh, and I on this very show on Fate's Wide Wheel talked about that multiple times about how, uh, you know, our shows really have been the bonus features. And it's something that Shakina touches on in uh, the interview that I did with her, um, the desire for those to exist. But unfortunately, uh, in lieu of NBC, you know, producing anything uh, official, uh, uh, you know, you get Quantum Leap Project and Fate's Wide Wheel. Um, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to be a part of that and to have the, the access and the opportunity that I do have to speak to these amazing, creative, wonderfully talented human beings who are so passionate about this show and know their shit. I know, I know there are some of you out there. Oh, I'm talking to you. No, 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 not you, but you. Um, I know that there are some of you out there that uh, question, you know, their passion sometimes and their knowledge of Quantum Leap uh, in general. But uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the passion exists and the 
knowledge exists. And I've had conversations off the record conversations with folks where they are specifically citing episodes of the classic series, you know, if not as inspiration, but, you know, maybe as a parallel in some way. And, um, and it's always so wonderful to hear and kind of geek out over because uh, it's a reminder that, it, you know, that's one of the things that ties us all together, both the people making the show and the people watching the show. So, um, always a thrill to be able to do that. And uh, again, uh, I really encourage you to check out the interview with Shakina. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity to do so, go back and check out the interview with Alex Berger from last week. I loved conducting that interview. It was such a joy to talk to Alex. Um, and I thought that there were a lot of really great points, not only about off the cuff, but just season two in general um, and and uh, some tantalizing hints. Um, not really about where things might be headed. Um, and the same thing with the Shakina interview. I feel like she drops a couple of hints here and there that are, are certainly uh, uh, perhaps, you know, uh, um, it might shed a little light on, on the direction that things might go in some instances, which is really cool. Um, there's, you know, so much going on. Uh, I hope people are paying attention and following, uh, especially Instagram. I feel like the Instagram accounts have been such a wonderful source of information and peaks behind the scenes right now, uh, both the official NBC uh, Instagram account. And of course, you know, I would, if you're not already, follow Raymond Lee follow Caitlin Bassett, follow Mason Alexander Park. Um, you know, specifically the three of them uh, are, are posting a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, Nanrissa posts stuff on occasion. Ernie Hudson's official channel posts stuff as well. Um, Drew Lindo uh, is, is obviously posting a lot of stuff um, or, or had been. I mean, now that, that things have kind of wrapped, it, you know, it's slowed down a little bit. Um, but there's just there's just wonderful, wonderful stuff out there uh, on Instagram. Uh, and of course, you know, QLP is, is posting stuff. I'm posting stuff. So uh, follow those in Instagram accounts in, in, in particular, because there's just a lot of really wonderful stuff um, about the show. Um, behind the scenes looks, uh, you know, promo pieces, promo videos, which there have been three that have aired for the the family treasure um you know which you've already seen the episode at this point so you don't necessarily need to see these promo videos but i i just cannot help but think that all of the amount of promotion that nbc has been doing uh for quantum leap this week specifically is is a wonderful sign um you know, I, I feel like there's definitely a strain of optimism that is running through a lot of folks right now, in spite of, you know, seeing some conversations on social media, on Facebook, um, specifically, it, Facebook seems to be where a lot of that, that, that pessimism or worry or concern resides right now, which is fine and fair and, and totally, you know, worth talking about. But again, I'm not in, you know, save quantum leap mode yet. I am in show your love for the show, write those letters, make those posts, go for it, go all out. I'm just not quite to the save quantum leap level yet. Um, and I don't think we need to be. So um, yeah, take that for what it's worth. But uh, there's just been a lot of wonderful information out there. Uh, by the time you're watching this, you'll have seen the preview for The Outsider, uh, episode 11 of season two, 211, directed by Deborah Pratt, written by Margarita Matthews and Remy Park. Um, that uh, teaser is something that I haven't seen. So I have no idea what they've shown. Uh, I don't know much about the episode at all. Um, I was trying to wrangle uh, one of the guest stars names, uh, but I, I was unable to, to, to get it before recording this. Um, so all I can say is I have a feeling that 211 is going to be a fantastic episode. I've certainly heard some scuttlebutt about that. Um, you know, you've got a great uh, creative team already in place on that. I mean, with Deborah directing, I've heard that it's a smaller story, um, a little bit more contained perhaps than some of the other leaps that we've had recently. Um, not necessarily a bottle episode, if you will, but I can only imagine that there's going to be some incredible follow-ups because of the way that this episode ends. And we are certainly going to talk about that. Um, 
So, uh, is there any other news and notes that I wanted to mention? No, of course, by the time I release this, I'm sure there'll be something. Um, <laughs> that's just the way it always happens. Right. Uh, but I hope you've had a wonderful Tuesday, a wonderful beginning to your week. Uh, I'm so, so grateful that you're joining me. Um, you know, I think in the spirit of quantum leap, we always want to spread kindness and appreciation any way that we can. And we certainly want to try to set right some things that are going wrong. So I would encourage you, of course, to look around your community, see what's happening out there in the world, see if there are ways that you can step up, see if there's ways that you can offer help and aid, whether it's volunteering, um, you know, donating food or or, or clothing, um, or, you know, or, or if you're in the financial position to do so uh, monetarily as well. Um, if you want to look at the world at large, of course, I will always throw my support support behind the Trevor Project, um, which I think with this episode in particular um, is, is even more salient. And I think that the work that the Trevor Project does um, is, is incredible and wonderful and essential um, to the, the livelihoods, the well-being uh, of trans youth in this country. Um, and I think that, you know, what happens, what we see in this episode is, is, is the Shekinah-esque Care Bear stare of love and joy. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes it goes the other way. Um, and with a, an organization and a charity like the Trevor Project, it works so hard to make sure that when that story does go the other way, that there are systems in place that uh, trans youth can have the support that they need um, is is vital and it's important. So um, if you are so inclined, that is certainly a charity that I will always, always throw my support behind, as well as, of course, Doctors Without Borders. They do incredible work, life-saving work, terrifying work at times and terrifying places, um, and, and they certainly need our help. Well, also, in the memory of uh, our dear friend Matt Dale mentioned uh, Epilepsy Foundation UK, um, which I know was a cause that was near and dear to his heart. So if you are so inclined to make a donation um, to them across the pond, uh, feel free to do so in Matt's name, in his honor. Um, that would be lovely. Uh, if after all of that, you would like to support this little old podcast, um, your, your podcast, podcast host, they would appreciate it. Um, uh, and you can do so, of course, by visiting patreon.com slash fates wide wheel at any monetary level that you donate. You will have full access to all of the behind the scenes poster videos that JJ Lindell and I have been doing. Um, shout out to JJ. Uh, he's been uh, in uh, Disney World the the past few days doing some signings uh of his incredible work and having a wonderful time with his family which i think is fantastic and i'm very happy for him um we have not unfortunately had the time or the ability to do a poster reveal video for the family treasure um, but hopefully you'll be seeing it before this episode airs if all goes well um if not uh i'm sure he'll have it out you know like wednesday or thursday at the latest uh and we will definitely do a behind the scenes video for that um there will be uh, exclusive content or at least early content content available on the Patreon um, after the finale airs. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to bank a lot of interviews and I, I want to kind of you know, parcel those out over time since there won't necessarily be a lot going on um, to, to talk about right away. I'd like to take those interviews and kind of hold on to them for a while, but I will release them early for Patreon subscribers, but it's not an exclusive, um, you know, none of that content, none of the main content, Quantum Leap related content will ever be behind a, a paywall, it will always be available. Um, it's just, this is a way to kind of give uh, Patreon members a little bit of early access. Um, so there will also be more stuff, hopefully in the future um, for patrons as well. Uh, watch parties have just not been a viable option for me. And I do apologize for that. If anyone has been, you know, waiting for that or hoping for that um, it, with everything, 
everything that I've had going on recently. Um, it, it's just not something that I can do. I, I, you know, even for tomorrow I have, uh, well, tomorrow, tonight, as you're watching this, uh, uh, I, uh, have auditions and stuff that I'm attending. So I just won't be able to be around for that. Um, but I certainly want to try to find the way to, to keep the conversation going any way that we can. So feel free to leave a comment. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that like and subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Um, feel free to email the show. Um, or reach out to me on social media, either Instagram, uh, or Twitter. Uh, um, you can even, you know, holler into the wonderful world of Reddit, uh, post something in the quantum leap, uh, subreddit, uh, you know, just, just shout out fates wide wheel and, and I'll see it. I'll be there. We can continue the conversation over there. I love the conversations that are happening. Love all the theorizing that I'm seeing. Um, it's, it's incredible. Uh, people are talking about the show. I feel like more right now, um, than we have obviously for, for, you know, a good six weeks or so, which is, which is wonderful and encouraging. Um, so yes, if you are interested in supporting the show in that way, uh, I cannot thank you enough. It is truly humbling and it means the world to me that people are willing to help make sure that this show can continue on because from a financial standpoint, um, it can get a little uh, cost prohibitive for, for me. Um, and, and, and I can certainly say that through the generosity of listeners and, and viewers, um, I am able to, to you know, not have to take any money out of pocket uh, to pay for the services that keep the show running. So I thank you. Thank you so much, patrons. Um, you will find your names, of course, below uh, or on the um, show notes. <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I just, again, sometimes I'm blown away by the fact that people um, are willing to support the show in that manner. So thank you so very much. I really, truly appreciate it. Um, and again, after you are finished writing some wrongs, head over to patreon.com slash fates wide wheel. Um, and you can subscribe again at any monetary level and you will be granted access to everything that is there. So thank you so much for that. Um, let's move on, shall we, and talk about The Family Treasure, written by Shakina, directed by Jude Wang. This is the uh, 10th episode of season two of Quantum Leap, um, and we find ourselves in 1953. Uh, I, you know, again, just right out of the gate, I had so much fun watching this episode, both times that I watched it. Um, you know, I, I think that the the overall plot of the episode holds together so well. It's got some wonderful, fun twists and turns, but that thematically, what really holds the episode together, as far as this um, family having to discover, affirm the importance of their connection with one another, um, and and not letting. Uh, life get in the way of that. Uh, it, 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 it's just a wonderful through line told beautifully. And of course, we get some some wonderful character moments along the way. Um, you know, we have uh, an AFAB trans mass non-binary character in 1953. How cool is that? Um, and it, we, we have a, a woman in a, in a horrible marriage uh, that she thinks she is duty bound to stay in because that's just what the patriarchy says. Uh, you know, um, still to this day, that's how some people function. Um, and I think that uh, to, to see it from this lens and to see the way that these sisters um, and siblings uh, support one another uh, is, is, is really wonderful. And uh, I think that that being kind of the spine of the leap um, is incredibly successful. When we look at the, you know, HQ stuff outside of that, holy shit, um, there's some big stuff that happens in this episode. Um, you know, and, and I think that last episode we, we saw Hannah, which is always a big to do. And we get the big information. Oh my gosh, she's married. She has a son. It's not Ben's son. Uh, it really isn't it. That's not just 
stop. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, and then of course we get the information sadly that uh, her husband, Josh, um, will, will pass away, um, due to a heart issue in, in just a year and a half's time, um, as of the, the end of that particular leap. And Ben wants to do something about it, but can't. And I think that <clears throat> when we see Ben in the initial uh, moments of this episode, that is still weighing on him quite heavily. And as the will is being read, and you know their inheritance is kind of being parceled out um you know ben is clearly only half present you know which is really interesting and i, I think the dynamic of it it's very subtle but i think that what ray does in the, those opening moments supported of course by by the script and some of the other things that happen especially once addison pops in um it, it, it's really wonderful because you can tell that you know he's still fish out of water right like normal when he first leaps into a situation but on top of that there's this other thing working at him gnawing at him him and the stakes are super high in that and i really just loved how that played out in, in a very subtle manner um while not drawing focus from the you know kind of the exposition the setup here of what's going on um which i thought was also handled very well and and we get these clearly defined character moments as well which was which was done very very well um sarah played by Holly Bayer, uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, we just get, we, we know who she is right away, which is lovely. Um, Dean, they, they have, you know, this wonderful moment when they're given the baseball glove uh, and, you know, they say, dig it. And, and, and again, we just get this kind of this, this window in to someone that uh, has an identity separate from the way that others perceive them which uh is an important you know aspect of the character going forward um you know and of course we get the reveal that there are clues hidden inside these gifts uh not just clues but pieces of a treasure map uh how wonderfully goonies-esque you know indiana jones just bam uh which of course reels me in right away um let's go ahead and talk about the project just a little bit and i know i'm kind of flying through some of this stuff but it's because there are some things that i really want to talk a little bit more about and i don't want to give short shrift to some of these wonderful nice moments that are happening early on but let's jump back to the project of course one of the things that we got left with uh was the proposal uh, and addison uh saying yes to tom's proposal of marriage at the end of 209 off the cuff and here we see the two of them happy and we see the two of them uh sharing that with jen and ian and uh, uh magic the reactions are very interesting especially magics especially magics um, magic has been a pillar for Addison in so many ways over the course of this season. He has encouraged her to follow her heart. He has encouraged her to live for the moment. And I have to be honest, his actions within the course of just this scene alone have me questioning if what he was actually talking about this whole time was Tom. It's, it's, it's weird because he even has a line in this scene about how this is about their love. Uh, you know, much to Ian's chagrin because they are talking about how, you know, they want to plan the wedding wedding, wedding planning is their love language, which is hilarious. And Mason is awesome. Um, but it, it's it's just fascinating to me because I couldn't help but walk away from this scene feeling like magic was not on board with this. Um, he was being supportive. He was being, I think, what he thought they needed. 
uh, Tom and Addison what they needed. But there was something about the look on his face, the delivery of the lines that just felt a little non-committal about the situation almost like he knows what's coming um which was really lovely and again not what i necessarily thought it was going to be what's also interesting is we get conversation after this between jen and ian where ian is kind of pushing jen in a way that says they think jen's not on board with this and jen is like no i think it's great you know i'm 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 team you know addison and tom now it's gonna be fine and while Ian is doing this, they, of course, I think are in that position of being supportive. But again, I couldn't help but walk away from it feeling like both Ian and Jen, while talking about being supportive and wanting them to be happy and, 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 and liking Tom, there just seems to be a little something with all three of these, you know, HQ members that that they're not all the way in that that the subtext you know beneath all these positive comments of what they're saying is i miss ben and i think ben and addison are the couple not addison and tom um maybe that's me projecting because one of the things that happened over the course of this episode after off the cuff which i thought was fascinating because of some of the things that happened in off the cuff obviously with hannah have me reinvesting in Ben and Addison. And not that I ever, you know, completely divested myself of, of their relationship. I've always kind of hoped maybe that they would find their way back to one another and yet was also okay if they didn't, especially with the nature of Ben and Hannah's relationship and the way that that has just sparkled over the course of the season. But I kind of, again, I could be projecting, but I almost felt like the characters were feeling similar to how I was feeling. Um, that they're okay with with Addison and Tom. That they think this could be good for Addison. And Tom is, you know, Tom's a good guy. He really is a good guy. I know, but he really is. Um, and and yet there's this, this feeling of kind of like, it should be Ben. Um, which is actually kind of lovely. And it's it's wonderful the way that they're supporting their friend and yet at the same time holding that little piece inside saying like, we miss our friend and uh, we miss our friends being together as a couple. So yeah, uh, I felt like there was a lot going on and it was wonderful. And I think that, you know, we see the beginning of it here. Caitlin gives an incredible performance over the course of this episode. She really does. Because so much of what she does is devoid of dialogue i mean yes she has dialogue in the episode and yes it's wonderful and there's some incredibly funny moments that she has but the character arc that takes place for her over the course of this episode is done almost completely without dialogue uh, until you know kind of like her final scene in the episode and it's wonderful work it really is um so kudos to caitlin because i think that it's um it's very difficult to do you know especially in scenes where you're not the focus and in some scenes you know and kudos to jude wang for this as well because and i and, and you know maybe it was written this way so to shakina as well there were times when jude clearly made the decision to put the focus on addison in spite of the scene still taking place in the background you know there's some stuff where that happens like in the caverns and it's really wonderful it's excellent storytelling. And again, Caitlin rises to the occasion to be able to tell that story simply with her eyes. And it's, it's beautiful stuff. 
Um, back to the the leap, of course, the adventure is on, um, you know, after some cajoling, they all get together and they're like, all right, let's do it. Let's go on this treasure hunt. Uh, this is, of course, after we get one of my favorite comedic moments, probably just in general in the revival. I, I mean that it's right up there with some of the best Ian moments because, you know, let's face it, they they bring the funny. Um, and it's this wonderful moment where Addison and Ben have stepped away and are discussing everything. And Ben, of course, has this wonderful moment about like, hey, you know, why couldn't I, I help to save Josh? And Addison has this lovely line about, you know, the accelerator, you know, we don't get to choose who we save. Um, the accelerator kind of does that for us. And I think that, <coughs> excuse me, that it's just this really wonderful moment, this, this idea that there is this metaphysical aspect of leaping um, that they don't have full control of. Um, and I know that there are people out there that would say, well, now, wait a minute, Sam had control of his leaping, but it's like, did he, did he? Um, because yes, that's what we're told in mirror image, but we've also been told some things that feel a little contrary to mirror image by Deborah Pratt herself on this very show where she has mentioned that she doesn't see Sam leaping as himself, that he is still leaping and inhabiting other people walking a mile in their shoes. Um, and, and maybe he has some control, like clearly he has the control to go and speak to Beth as himself and, you know, and, and, and tell Beth what's up and, and get her to wait for Al. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, until we see something definitive on screen, which we may never get, I just think it is up for debate. And, and, and I think that the way that the show kind of leans into that aspect is also fascinating to me and feels more akin to the classic series than Mirror Image did in some ways. I'm not that I'm dismissing Mirror Image. I mean, I, I think Mirror Image is fantastic in many ways. And I, I mean, I love the ending. It made me cry. It, it gutted me for the longest time. Still kind of does in a lot of ways, but I don't know. I, 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 I just appreciate it so much. And I, I love the ending. But anyway, um, that's neither here nor there because the comedic moment that I was talking about occurs when uh, Dean and Sarah are fighting and, uh, you know, Ben is, 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 is trying to kind of figure out, you know, do I find the treasure or, or get these siblings together and Addison, you know, they, they, they stack their heads out the doorway and Addison kind of says, you know, it might be easier to find the treasure. And, and the look on her face, the delivery, the way that their heads are poked out uh, from the door frame uh, is just, it's just brilliant. It's wonderful. It's a great moment. Uh, and I, and I laughed out loud both times that I, that I saw it. So anyway, now we're down in Mexico after this and uh, you know, we we get uh, one of our first big obstacles, which is, of course, the theft of the bag and the map um, from, by Ricardo, who uh, is 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 up to no good um, flirting with Sarah being, you know, tall, dark and handsome as he is um, almost devastatingly handsome. And, uh, uh, you know, the flirtation with Sarah is enough to distract, I think, everyone because Dean and Ben are, are kind of like, uh, whatever, let's go look at the pictures on the wall and find dad. Um, and sure enough, they do. And, and Sarah comes over to join them. And when she does that, the bag gets stolen, the map gets stolen. Um, Ben, uh, you know, has this wonderful moment where, uh, he, he set, he set up this gag, uh, of going, you know, finishing school, learning these things in finishing school. Um, Nadia, who he's leapt into failed to mention that earlier. And I, I love the way that that gag is set up and pays dividends throughout the course of the episode. And one of the, when it does, it's, you know, been, uh, uh, drawing this map uh from memory because of course he has a photographic memory um just like our other favorite leaper and you know redraws the map with the clues they realize the well uh you know well concealed 
oh, this is the clue. We've got to find that well that dad's standing by. And they, they're able to do that with, you know, through the map. Um, you know, they find the well, they go down into the well, much to, you know, uh, after Sarah's protestations, they find a rope. The rope is, 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 is just so happens to be there, which was convenient. Um, but they, 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 you know, go down into the caverns, the tunnels. And, um, again, we're just getting some wonderful moments between these siblings and, and Dean and Sarah are clearly having difficulties. Um, Sarah is dead naming Dean. Um, you know, Dean is, is, is really after Sarah. Um, and the interesting thing is, is never once do we get the feeling that Dean's like, just leave your husband and, you know, change your life, take hold of your life. Do, you know, do this, do that. Instead, she really, they really are, excuse me, they really are, um, kind of throwing a lot of shade at Sarah for the choices that she's made. Um, and the way that they kind of belittle one another um, and bicker with one another is very affecting because it's clearly a case where these people don't understand one another and don't understand the the positions that they're in. And I think that that's kind of lovely because as they're having these discussions and they're having this back and forth, um, I think Ben starts to realize more and more what they each need and, you know, reaches fever pitch once they exit the, the, the tunnels, which we'll get to in a moment. But while they're in the tunnels, there are also still some wonderful moments where you start to see the connection between these people. Um, you know, one of those moments, of course, happens when Sarah gets the key, right, and sticks her arm into the hole and, and you know, in a very Indiana Jones-esque way, and then plays the trick on them that her hand's been caught. And Dean, it's funny because they they actually kind of like that Sarah has a sense of humor about this. Um, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. I don't know. And then of course, Ben delivers the very funny line, um, about, you know, how it wasn't that funny. Uh, it's just a wonderful moment. The beats are so perfectly played. Like, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. And, um, I, I really appreciated the sense of humor about it all. Uh, of course, at this point, obstacles, uh, arise, Ricardo shows up with a gun. Uh, and so does Mr. Wells, the lawyer, uh, Ricardo is killed. Uh, and Mr. Wells turns out to be a dirt bag. Um, and throughout all of this, eventually there is a, a cave in and Dean, you know, dives for the key. They get the key, but unfortunately they are wounded, um, during the cave in Sarah is, you know, mortified by this. And I think that that again is where this genuine sibling connection starts to come through. And you start to realize that all of this bickering, all of these low blows that they've been exchanging throughout the course of the episode thus far, you know, it's born from a place of hurt. It's born from, from this wedge that's been driven between them because of their, their different outlooks and their different perspectives, but that what ties them together is stronger. Um, and, and I think that that's an incredibly valuable lesson, whether you have a sibling or you're just a human being existing in this world. Um, and I think Shakina has a wonderful way of, of telling that story, um, even subtextually throughout the episode. Um, at this point, you know, they, they, they're able to escape the, the tunnels. And once they do, Dean's shirt has been torn and their um, binding with the elastic bandage um, is, is seen by Sarah and Sarah points it out. This scene is so incredibly lovely for so many reasons. Um, it's the interplay between all three of our characters, Sarah, Dean, and Ben, 
and then what's happening at the project between Jen and Ian and Ian watching. It's just like this perfect, you know, symphonic vision. It's like this, it's, it's amazing. It, 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 the way that it all ties together and the way that these human beings are relating to one another, the conversations that they're having, um, the reactions that are being provoked to the, the genuine emotion and honesty, uh, that shines through, um, is so lovely. And, um, you know, as, as Dean struggles to explain who they are to Sarah, Ben steps up and Ben's an accomplice. Um, you know, as, as was established in let them play, Ben now has the knowledge, the vocabulary, and he had that really, I think before in some ways, but now to quote, you know, Ian, Shakina, uh, Ben has some skin in the game, right? And the way that Ben relays this information and gives this vocabulary and this knowledge to Dean and to Sarah is so lovely. And the way that, that, that he does it by way of Ian and talks about my best friend at finishing school, which as soon as, as soon as he called them, uh, Ian, you know, as soon as he called them his best friend, like it just, this well of emotion just existed inside of me because I think that it's something that we've not been reminded of as much throughout the course of this season as we were in the first season. There were multiple touchstones where, you know, Ian would say it or Ben would say it by the time he realized, you know, who Ian was and everything. It's like, wow, you know, their friendship was incredibly important um, to the to the point that, you know, there was a moment when I might have actually kind of shipped Ian and Ben and, and maybe in some ways still do. You never know. Um, but this moment was so beautiful because the way that Ben um, facilitates this coming out with this incredible sensitivity um, and this incredible amount of heart and the way that it sparks this joy within Dean and, and this acceptance in Sarah, just seeing the way that this, you know, works together is so beautiful. And then seeing Ian's reactions to all of this and Mason, uh, you know, what they're able to do in that moment is so beautiful uh, you know, the way to go Ben song line is uh, incredible. The acknowledgement of the history of this moment, um, you know, Ian's line of trans mask in, you know, in the fifties and, and, and Jen's knowledge as well being like, Hey, you know, aren't the bindings dangerous. And, you know, and again, Ian, like, you know, good eye. Yes. But there weren't a lot of other options at the time. And that reminder that, you know, when the people existing in this life uh, and at this time, that the options were so much more narrow, that the finding the fit was so much more difficult, but that doesn't take away the fact that they existed um, and that the stories that come down for, you know, 50, 60, 70, 100, 200, 500, 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 years of human history and trans people existing throughout that entire timeline. 
and and having to find ways to exist. And at sometimes in that history, it was much easier to do so. Um, but in the 1950s in conservative America, it was incredibly difficult to do so. And there were support systems, luckily, but it was also illegal. You know, it was illegal to to, to wear a certain number of articles of clothing um, of, of the uh, opposite sex that you of what you appeared to be. Um, you know, it was illegal to be gay. It was illegal to it was illegal to to, to have sex. It was illegal to, to make love to your partner. And 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 and, you know, the world had a much more narrow perspective. And unfortunately, you know, that meant for some folks, it was that was thrust upon them too. That perspective was thrust upon them too. And they had to struggle to define who they were. And in Dean's case, we get this wonderful moment where they have an accomplice and a facilitator in Ben and Ben is able to, you know, to kind of hand off this information and to see, you know, uh, Wilder does such incredible work here because there that, that euphoria, that, that, that joy, that, that understanding um, that empowerment is so visceral and so real. Um, and, and they do such an incredible job in that moment. And, and, and I love, you know, obviously like Holly's, uh, work as Sarah that, you know, her reactions, uh, to them are, are really beautiful. And it, in that moment, you know, it's about these siblings and, 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 you know, and Ray, uh, you know, kind of being the facilitator and the accomplice to that. And also in this incredible way, filling Nadia's role. And who knows what Nadia would have been like in the original history, right? We don't know that because in the original history, Dean went down by themselves and, and got lost and never returned. Um, so who knows exactly how Nadia would have actually facilitated any of this given the opportunity. But in this instance, Ben gets to kind of you know, be the best version of Nadia, uh, which really is this lovely moment between these siblings, um, Ben included. And, and I just love the scene so much. And, and I cannot, cannot uh, state enough how much I love Mason's work in, in the moment and, and how the combination of all of these things is so incredibly moving and so incredibly touching. Uh, and, and, and I think in, in the, in the course of these couple of minutes, we get that heart and that history and that humor and that hope. And, and those four H's are just there in, in full flush and it's gorgeous. Um, and it means a lot. It means a lot to someone like me, especially someone like me who, you know, was unable to articulate my own gender identity until I was, 40, you know, um, and, and, and to be able to go back in, in time in my head and realize all of those moments, those potential moments when, if I would have had a Ben song, you know, if I would have, if this version of quantum leap would have existed when I was younger, how that moment could have potentially come earlier for me. Uh, and, and that unfolding could have happened even prior to this. And so I am so thankful and I am so grateful to this moment to exist on primetime network television and 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 to see it done in such a beautiful way um i can only hope and i can i can only just just hope that there are other people out there that will see this and that maybe they'll have that unfolding maybe they'll have that 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 you know that turnkey moment um and 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 be able to get the vocabulary and the joy and the euphoria and the empowerment to be who they are. Um, and, 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 and that also others will see that and be able to accept people for who they are. will be able to put themselves in Sarah's shoes and be able to have that moment where, you know, 
where they can see someone close to them for who they truly are and 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 use their name and their pronouns and 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 be okay with that and realize that 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 spine that 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 love that humanity that kinship that that connects us all as human beings far outweighs any of the you know ideological differences or, or ignorance that might come to bear on these situations so often. And so I, it's just such a joyous moment, um, you know, for me personally, and the impact and effect that people like Shakina and people like Mason have had on me personally by way of this show and being able to facilitate and empower. It is true. It is real. It actually happens. And, and I can only hope that this moment will will ripple out and that that and Shakina's, you know, care bear stare of love and joy uh, uh, will will radiate in such a way that that there are other people out there that find something that they need from this moment, whether that be their own empowerment, their own euphoria, their own vocabulary, or or, or their own ability to accept uh, others for who they truly are. Um, I, I, I think it's possible. I know it's possible. Um, we get this amazing moment for Sarah too, where Sarah decides that she's leaving her husband, Douglas. And, um, you know, it, it, it comes in a moment of just, you know, her own empowerment, like seeing her sibling empowered and being able to kind of say like, we should be able to live the life that we want to lead. And the way that that ripples out, of course, to somebody like Addison as well. Um, it's a great moment. And of course, uh, Dean has the wonderful line. They say, you know, you just had to steal my moment. And and apparently that was an ad lib from Wilder and, and they kept it in, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, what, what a fantastic moment. And, and, and just, a, I think an emotional climax in some ways for the episode, um, as, as it pertains to the leap side of the story. Um, eventually they get to the church. Uh, once they're at the church, they are able to, uh, uh you know, find the the treasure chest and it's empty um but of course in the midst of all this they also unlock uh one of the waterways for the dam and water comes into the dried up city uh which is also interesting and you kind of wonder like i wonder what effect that will have um impact that might have you know on the, on the future uh and um but there is a, a letter in the bottom and that letter uh is you know basically a confession you know from a father to his children saying, you know, I realized too late the most valuable lesson. And part of this mission that I've sent you all on was so that you would have the opportunity to realize it before it was too late. Um, how important, you know, family and, and, uh, home is. And I think the wonderful thing about kind of the, meta side of this and the subtext side of this is that it's not just about siblings, right? That family, it, it, you know, you choose your family. Um, and sometimes that, that means the people that you are related to. Um, sometimes it doesn't. And it's the same thing with home. You choose your home and, uh, you know, your home could be the road. Um, you know, your home doesn't have to necessarily be a, a house with a picket fence or whatever. Um, but I just think that, again, uh, on, on sort of that metaphorical level, there's this beautiful subtext at play with the idea that, uh, you know, family and home are incredibly important to the fabric of who we are. And a life devoid of that might be a life a little less worth living, quite frankly. And I think that, um, you know, uh, 
what dad leaves behind for them um, is an incredible gift. Um, and more. We'll get to that. One of the things that, of course, is happening at the project uh, during all of this is that Ian gets a phone call from Rachel, and Rachel is very distressed. Uh, apparently, her boss, Gideon, has figured out that uh, somebody has been, um, you know, in in his system, and 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 he's not happy. Uh, and there's got to be repercussions. And Rachel is, I mean, terrified. Um, I mean, what Alice brings to this in the boat is just, yeah, it, it's pure terror uh, at what could happen. And Ian, of course, they are, are you know, are scared for her, uh, for the situation. And Jen, of course, is like, you got to come clean. Like, you, you've got to tell Magic what's been going on. Um, we don't necessarily get the opportunity for that, however. You know, kind of side by side with a lot of this, again, we're getting that Addison story. And part of what we're seeing from Addison is the realization that um, not only is she still in love with Ben, but that, uh, which I think has always been on the table, quite frankly, but that now there's the real possibility that he could come back. And what does that mean? And, you know, we saw a little bit of it in last week's episode off the cuff, but I think she kind of went so in the other direction of just being like, it, it doesn't matter. Like I've made my choice and my choice is Tom. And, 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 and I know that he wants to marry me and I'm, I'm doing this. This is the thing you do. And it's interesting because it is kind of that weird parallel to, to not that I think Tom represents the patriarchy or anything like that, but it is this interesting parallel to like Sarah. It's an interesting parallel to Dean in some ways too. the idea that it's like, I have to fit into this structure that I I've created for myself um, or that has been created for me by circumstance because Ben got lost for three years and, and I declared him dead and, and I moved on with Tom. Um, but we see that erode throughout the course of this episode and the realization that all of this stuff, all this information about, you know, um, you only get one shot and, 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 and you have to, you know, live your life and, and you have to live your life with the people you love. It's really starting to kind of come to the forefront and not her to the point where, you know, she, she breaks things off with Tom and, and, and we get this incredible reaction from Tom. Tom clearly isn't happy. You know, Tom is clearly like, I got to get out of here. I got to go back to DC, but it's also handled in this incredibly sensitive manner where it's just kind of like, I need to let you go so that you will understand that I'm the one that's here. Um, and not in like a defeated, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm your only option baby or whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's just an incredible moment. Peter does a wonderful job with it and it's, it's really well written and it's a very sensitive moment. And it's, and again, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it does not <clears throat> issue any of the real genuine emotion of the moment. It does not, you know, stifle any, uh, uh, I think, you know, what Tom's natural reaction, the disappointment, the sadness, the hurt of this moment, it's all there. But <clears throat> there's also something maybe a little bit more noble at play, maybe a little bit more caring at play, maybe a little bit more honestly loving at play, which is a great moment. And I think it it, it puts Addison in a really interesting position, right? Um, but Addison also affirms with Ben, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, later in the episode, which is which is also lovely. Um, once they get back to the house, uh, Ben writes a letter and he asks uh, Sarah to mail it in 20 years. And ooh, I got a lot of feelings about this. Uh, first of all, I love it. It's a great little Doc Brown moment, right? Back to the future. Not I love it. Um, 
it definitely feels like something Ben would do. It's, it's also kind of a nice nod in a way to the leap back. Um, <clears throat> and that's the way that they get the imaging chamber open for Sam. Um, but it also feels, it raises some incredibly wonderful ethical questions, which I love, which I, is the intent. I think, I don't think that, you know, the, 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 the creative people, uh, in charge of this are, are not, uh, uh, you know, they understand that. And so to see Ben make the choice to do this, you start to wonder, should he do this? You know, is this, is this okay? You know, if the accelerator decided to leap him out at that moment, maybe they don't, you know, God, time, fate, whatever, doesn't want Ben to stop this for whatever reason. Um, you know, is this a situation where because, you know, Josh passes, uh, you know, Jeffrey goes on to do this or, or Hannah, Hannah's life goes this way or whatever, or, you know, you hate to think that that could ever be a possibility. You know, you want people to be able to live and, 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 and obviously the circumstances that have affected this community, this podcast, QLP and, 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 and everything that, you know, we've been affected by recently, you know, you, you just shudder to think that there's a case where someone's early passing would ever be justified for any reason whatsoever. Um, so purely from a storytelling perspective, you know, you just kind of have to wonder what, you know, what would the repercussions of this be? Um, the big question I have, of course, is who opens this letter? Um, is Hannah the one that gets the, the letter? You know, married couples sometimes open one another's mail, right? Sometimes kids open their parents' mail. Uh, I think Josh is going to read this before Hannah does. And I'm really curious as to what the repercussions are going to be. And I don't know if we're going to find out in the outsider, but boy, do I wonder. Um, there is clearly so much stuff coming. <sighs> I have heard some exceptional things about the season finale. You will hear some of that from Shakina um, in the interview if you haven't already listened to it because she had the opportunity to shadow Chris Grismer and was there with Drew Lindo who wrote the episode um, while the episode was being made. Um, wherever we're headed, I think the implications of this, the ripple effect of this moment are going to play out in very interesting, devastating fascinating amazing ways and i am incredibly looking forward to it i'm so invested i don't i i literally and i respect everyone's right to their own opinion if it's not for you it's not for you that's fine but i literally do not understand how if you've watched this season you could not be invested especially at this point like fully invested in where this story is going the character driven uh you know, arcs that we've gotten for the bulk of the, you know, the first like two thirds of the season now playing out and affecting this plot arc that we're starting to get is just wonderful. The way the pieces are all coming together. And I said this last week and I'll say it again, the opportunity to go back on Peacock right now, you want to help the show go back on Peacock right now and start watching season two from the beginning and start following these threads and seeing the way that these pieces are coming together now, because I think that it has been masterful the way that this has been plotted out and it has not been too in your face. It has not been too nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hey, look what we're doing here. It has been done beautifully and subtly and intentionally. And, and, and I love that and kudos to the team for, for putting that together. Um, so now <laughs> let's get to the big finish. Gideon. Okay. 
I get the screener. I hit play. They've been doing this thing on occasion where they'll post like some spoilers at the beginning of the screener. So I literally put my hand in front of the screen like so. So I will not see what the spoilers are until the episode proper starts. Episode starts. I see, you know, kind of the previously on Quantum Leap, see the leap in. Cool. It's good. You know, they get to Mexico. Those credits start popping up. I see all those familiar names, you know, all these people that I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity to talk to. Uh, you, you know, it's like, cool. Great. Uh, oh, the actors. Yes. Wonderful. Oh, the guest stars. I should probably start taking some notes. Right. You know, get out my get out my old Kindle scribe here Get my little stylist start taking my notes and then i see it james frayne and i think to myself okay with what i know about this episode like i don't think that like that's not a guest star for the leap and that's not a guest star that you just get in a one-off like that's a get that's that's Sarek, you know from star trek discovery that's that's spock's dad right in 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 paramount plus world that's you know that's thomas cromwell from the tutors like i mean come on now um what a wonderful incredible you know get for the show what an immensely talented actor and if you've ever seen james frayne in anything you know that he is often very different from role to role to role and this is no uh, exception because when Gideon Ridge walks in to the uh, uh, HQ to the control room, who boy, I mean, it's electric and just, I mean, already potentially my favorite guest star in Quantum Leap ever. Um, because I, I'm just, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at him and I'm like, oh, where is this gonna go? Uh, and how terrifying, you know, for everyone. Like Rachel is there, and then here comes Gideon, and here comes Gideon's people, and and Jen and Ian and 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 the whole team. Like, what the hell is gonna happen next? And that's where they leave us. And holy shit. Again, big moment after big moment after big moment. And I think that, you know, yeah, we're in the end game now, right? Like every episode is going to have those moments. Nine had them. 10 had them, 11's going to have them, 12's going to have them, 13 is going to blow your freaking minds, you know, my mind. And right now, the show deserves all the watching. And if you have somehow stumbled onto this podcast for whatever reason, and you were watching this and you were thinking to yourself, well, I should check out that Quantum Leap, you're damn right. You should head over to Peacock right now, watch every single episode of this season that you have yet to see. And then watch it again um, because it deserves to be seen. And, 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 and I am so excited at the prospect of more stories getting told by this team in this world with these human beings. I think that all bets are off going forward. I think that this is a season where potentially not everyone makes it out alive. I thought that in season one, but I really think it here. And I don't know what the hell that means. I think that there can be, there, there's going to be some game changing stuff, I, I, you know, part of me is speculating that somebody else steps into that accelerator at the end of the season, maybe Addison, that, 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 you know, that, that things are about to change and, 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 and the, 
you know, the harbinger of doom within Project Quantum Leap is Gideon Ridge as played by James Frain. And I'm so excited to see what he's going to do next in this role and, and, and how everyone is going to react to that. So bring on The Outsider, bring on the last two episodes. I am all in and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to not only talk to people that are involved with this show uh, and bring the, those conversations to you. But I'm grateful for you being here to share that with me because the power of community uh, and the power of this like energy that's flowing between us all as we experience this show is very real and it's very palpable right now. And it is shared with the people that create this show and it is, it is wrapped up in, in all the people watching the show. And so uh, yeah, I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Uh, I didn't use my notes at all, so I'm sure I missed something. Uh, oh, the flood scene. I meant to ask Shakina how they did that because it looks so good. And 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 uh, I just really enjoyed that particular moment. And I missed it. I missed talking about it here. And I missed talking about it to her. But I'll throw it out there now for you. Um, but yeah, obviously, I continue to be all in. I'm so excited. I'm excited to share it with you. Uh, I want to know what you think please leave those comments, um, you know, hit that like and subscribe button, um, you know, follow me on the socials, uh, you know, find me anywhere you want uh, to, to continue that conversation. Uh, I've got to get over to Al's place. I'm going to post this over there uh, amongst other things so I can, you know, start talking to people over there as well. Um, and, and yeah, check out, you know, uh, again, what QLP is doing because they're, they're talking to some great people talking to guest stars uh doing their director's commentaries and um yeah um i cannot believe as this drops there's only two weeks left in this season three episodes in two weeks it has come way faster than i think i expected and anticipated um the work that is being done right now you know yeah they've stopped shooting but there's all that post-production stuff to do so it's people are working really hard to bring you this. And um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you once again. So with all that said, thank you so very much. Um, keep watching Quantum Leap. Uh, keep hitting that download and that like and subscribe button and supporting the show. I really appreciate it. I love being able to talk to you. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there. And remember, always, always, Unlike most of the people in the show that we love, both iterations, always leap responsibly.